0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Our Generation On Air. My name is Alex Spinnemore and it is all aboard the nostalgia train for the next 40 minutes plus. Because we will mainly be discussing the appointment or, as Micah has pointed out in his article, you could argue reappointment of Gareth Ainsworth as a permanent QPR manager. Joining me to talk about this is Dan Lambert and Micah Chudley. Guys, welcome. Good evening. Hello,
1: it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Um, well, pleasure to have you on. Um, Dan, we, I, I'm never quite sure where, kind of like we all, match up with where we started supporting QPR. Is Gareth Ainsworth sort of were you around for his? No, playing that, was, that, was, that was before me, before your no. time. So. I'll skip straight over that then and go straight to Micah, who I know is like smack bang in the middle of the start for you. So um... <laughs> yeah.
1: I did, my my first game was um Bristol City QPR two thousand and two, two thousand and three, I think. Um that was the year we lost the playoff final to Cardiff at the Millennium Stadium. Um so Gareth Ainsworth is like yeah, he's part of my first QPR team.
0: Yeah, so I imagine at the moment you're doped up on nostalgia and just feeling, feeling good for at least like the next sort of twenty four hours before we actually play football again.
1: Yeah, in theory, it's
0: all good at the moment, isn't it? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's 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 of course that that there's other things to discuss going on at the football club, but um, you know. I, I, I went back through my um like old tweets from like years. You know you can like search up things from your tweets. So I searched Ainsworth and from like about 2015 onwards I was tweeting stuff like, Oh, I'd love Ainsworth to come back, love this, that, and the other. So um
0: you could say you could say I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you could say yeah. uh of course, as I already mentioned, he's had the caretaker role a few times. Uh one of them uh, on one occasion, yeah, was captured in the film The Four-Year Plan. Uh, now, Mike, I know you would have watched The Four-Year Plan. Dan, have you seen it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen it.
0: Do we all remember what I'm talking about here? The particular moment that I'm going to mention?
1: Is this... Um, Is it Gavin Martin?
0: It is. <laughs> Gavin Martin goal against Cardiff, I think it was, uh, yep. to win us the game. Um, so... I she, she you remember both remember what happens here.
1: I was actually at that game, so
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Of course, um, the film reveals that Briatore throws a absolute hissy fit, as he quite often did, and insisted that Gavin got uh, subbed on, and then goes on to score the winner. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> It, it's the, it's one of the w- more weirder moments I think in the film, isn't it? In a f- film that's already kind of quite revealing, Weird. warts and all, isn't it? But it's very odd, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the club, the club was. I mean, people talk about you know the club being a mess now. The club was a circus back then, and I mean, it's the fact that Ainsworth was like four or five years from retiring. I think he was four years from retiring mm. when he took the first caretaker role, which just, I mean, just kind of tells you where we were as a football club when he yeah. when he was first there. But he, he does say, and he said it a few times, actually, that had he actually wanted to be a physio, I believe. Um, he had no interest in being a manager, but it was those two stints as caretaker and the fact that his wife, this is so random that I know this, don't ask me how I know this. His wife's from Venezuela. I seem like an Ainsworth super fan. His wife's from Venezuela, and Decanio Canio spoke Spanish. So he was able to speak to... Remember Gigi Decanio?
0: Canio? Yeah, of course. Do. Yeah, he was, course the- was, he- was he the one with the really weird jacket? I think. No, that's Paolo Sosa, I think. So is is that- that Paolo Sosa? No, one of them had like a sort of biker jacket. With a load of, do you know what that might have been? Was that him?
1: It might have been him. It might. It's that season's really fuzzy to me.
0: It might have been him. Well, there's a lot, a lot of different managers. What was it? Um, what was his name again?
1: Who? Not not the other one. Gigi Di Canio. Okay, carry on with the story. No, anyway, yeah, we've gone off on a tangent. Anyway, the reason he ended up wanting to become a manager was because he spoke Spanish. De Canio spoke Italian and Spanish and not English. So he would give the sort of the tactics and the instructions and training to Ainsworth to translate to the players. And De Canio said to him, while the players are really responding to you, you're going to be a really good manager one day. And that's what made him become a manager, essentially. So, yeah, I don't know why I told that story, but there it is
0: if anybody wanted <laughs> okay i found uh, this is a this is a deep tangent and we don't really have much time well we, I, I don't know if we have much time or not but i found the photo which obviously is useless considering this is an audio medium but i'm just gonna hold it up to the lens so you can see it he it's it's like a nypd sort of jacket with a that is like <laughs> an nypd badge on the arm it, it was bizarre but um that was the club at the time. Um he was
1: insane. He was like the least Italian Italian manager ever. The guy just played with like five strikers every week. He was that was an entertaining time to support QPR.
0: Yeah. Speaking of entertainment, um Ilias Chess scored a pretty good goal at the weekend. We don't need to, well, we could talk about, but for the sake of keeping the positive attitude going, we're not going to talk about the three that Middlesbrough scored. Um <laughs> But we're just going to focus on the one goal that Chair scored because there's no point, in the sense, analysing why Neil Critchley was playing Sam Field right wing anymore because th- that's hopefully something we don't have to experience again. Ever. I was I was going to say too soon, but really, that I don't see Sam ever. sort of, you know, like in the style of Football Manager retraining to right mid or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just before we do get stuck into Ainsworth chat, this goal, which I didn't even realise was that good uh, when it was scored, because I, I wasn't watching, I was away doing something else, um, and it, I didn't see anything about it because we had lost and the feeling's bleak and stuff like that, and I get the feeling that other people may not have seen it, but if you haven't, go watch it, because it's a, it's a cracking effort from Ilius. Um Very similar... To the goal that Joe Bryan scored for Fulham in their playoff final against Brentford, that similar sort of idea catching the goalkeeper out. But you know, Dan, I guess this is um, gets overshadowed by a bleak situation. But nevertheless, when a QPR sc- player scores direct from a free kick, we should all have a party, really, shouldn't we?
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: no, it was it was a very good strike. Um, I don't really know what Stefan was doing to be honest, but. I think he's made quite a few howlers this season, uh, from what I've seen. But no, it's it's kind of typical chair in the sense that he decides to take one on his own and uh, and he and he gets rewards really. So yeah, it was a good. I think I saw a stat saying it was the second
0: direct free key he scored this season or something like that. Yeah, that the other one was against Sunderland, wasn't it? Sunderland, yeah. yeah. Sunderland away. Um, Michael, I know you're you're not one to shy away from a little bit of Ilias chair propaganda, so. Any thoughts? You know what, I'll
1: be, I'll be so real with you guys I think I said this in the chat, I didn't watch the game I had no interest in watching that game of football I've seen it, I've seen the goal on Twitter I was like, oh nice, and then I just kept scrolling But yeah, nice goal, Elias Love you, mate
0: Yeah. Uh, so, let's move on to the, uh, the main topic then, Gareth Ainsworth, he's back as our manager So, simple question first with probably a long answer Dan, are you happy with this appointment?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'm happy um probably wouldn't be my preferred choice, but um it's kind of one that everyone can get behind and kind of lift the lift the club at what's kind of a bad time. Minute. Well, it is a bad time, so
0: yeah. Micah,
1: you happy with the appointment? I wrote 850 words on this, right? So <laughs> I will try and summarize it into as few as possible. Um I have reservations, only really around style of play in terms of what he's done at Wickham, in terms of, I think I said it on the pod last week, his record with Flahery players, Mehmeti, Eze, I like that. I like what that will be able to do. And I like, obviously, you know, he's got record with quite big physical strikers and we've got a 19-year-old one that needs to score a goal. So, yes, I am, I would say I'm 75% happy with this. Yeah, Um. so
0: saying we are happy with it, do you think there would have been any other appointment out there that would have been a better one? Because I look at the sort of, I don't know if there was anyone, I know there was the child, the rumour about the Charlton manager, but the oh, one, oh, yeah. the three options that were sort of realistically on the table in most QPR fans' minds was Ainsworth, Jones or Wilder. And I think that it's fair to say that all th- there's you can have reservations about individual problems with all three but in the end they've probably made the right decision for the time being we'll wait and see what it's like when you know they actually start playing football but based purely off of like getting the fans back on side and getting a bit of a good feeling they've probably made the right decision there because I feel like you know the way it went with Borough, with Wilder, there's li- there's red flags there. I know Dan, you like him, but to be honest, it didn't go right for Nathan Jones at Southampton. And when it didn't go right, it was everyone's fault but his. Um And you know, as Micah said, there's sort of like style of play, like of issues. You know, there's a kind of a worry, maybe a slight snobbiness over the fact that he's only managed really majority of time in league one for Ainsworth so you know they have Have they made the right decision do you think or is it obviously it's probably too early to sort of make that judgment but anyone
2: either one of you um well when I said it, it was probably not my preferred choice I'm different in the sense that I probably prefer a manager that's got a bit more tactical now so, um flexibility, not to say that Ainsworth doesn't, but with the whole style the whole style of play, like Ainsworth's known for obviously playing quite fast and direct at Wickham. It's not too dissimilar from Nathan Jones in, in terms of style of play. Um but yeah, I-, I can see why they've done it obviously to get to get the crowd um
0: back on side and stuff. So I've no I've no issue with that. I mean, I don't mind fast and direct, like give me fast and direct over sort of seventy one touches for Dunn and Dickey that only go to Sam Field. Like, I think you mentioned yeah. this. I, I felt like that, Micah. You, you, when I was reading through your article yesterday, there was it felt like there was a line there written specifically for my benefit about you bored of Sam Field passing the ball. <laughs> yes, I am. No, I really am. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bored. <laughs> I did think of you when I wrote that. To be fair, Alex, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think you, I-, I think you make a good. Point about Ainsworth in that, in that if you look at his personality, his sort of he's got flair about him himself. He was a winger. He's, you know, you know, that you can look too deeply into this, but he's, you know, he he loves rock and roll. He's not sort of like he's, he's a bit of a character. He turned up to a QPR quiz with kiss style makeup on. Like, you know, this is not, this is a guy who's got something about him, isn't he? So, like, even if you may not have the sort of tactical nous that other managers do have. Perhaps if you compare him to Critchley, I don't know. He Critchley's probably got the sort of education and stuff like that. But Ainsworth makes players want to run through brick walls for him, as you mentioned in the.
1: Yeah, um, I think as well. There's, there's a, uh, there's a on that point about kind of like Ainsworth's personality and. Flair and encouraging it. There's an Eze interview from 2018, I think it is, which is five years ago now. Five years. Can you believe that? Um, where basically Eze talks about uh his time at Wickham and they ask him about Gareth Ainsworth, and he says something to the effect of, Oh, he allowed me to be myself in what was quite a rigid system. And I mean, you know, yeah, you know, I, I said it in I said it in my piece, and it's been said, you know, he, he I think he actually did spend some money, but according to transfer market, in in eleven years at Wickham, every transfer was a free transfer. It's like you you have to work with what you got. You cut your cloth accordingly, as he says. I don't think any manager worth their salt comes in, looks at this squad, and says, "Right, we're just going to hoof it to I don't know Ilias Chair." Do you know what I mean? Like that's 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 not going to happen. The same way in 2010-11, when we got promoted everybody talks about how great the football was then, but that was very direct. That was very much Clint Hill pinging it to, to Rapt or pinging it out to Walker on the overlap or, you know, or just, just dropping it in midfield to Ali Fallin And he just looks in behind for Wayne Routledge, you know, it's, it's entertainment is, you know, whatever you want it to be. You know, some people think entertainment is passing the ball. Some people might look at it and say, look, entertainment's winning
0: games. Um, I think the d- distinction there, though, is sort of like, yes, passing the ball is entertaining, but that's, it's entertaining when like you've got Man City doing it and sort of like embarrassing teams. Just passing the ball for passing the ball's sake has never, ever, ever been enjoyable. And as you see with with us, gets you nowhere.
1: Well, we, yeah, and I mean, that was people's complaint, wasn't it? At the back end of last season, oh, we're just passing it back to... Well, not Dieng, Whoever was in goal that week between <laughs> <laughs> between Dicky Dunn and um Barbe, so it's 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 you know it's it's what whatever you want to make it just on the point of being the right man. I think in terms of Nathan Jones, I wouldn't have hated Nathan Jones coming in, but I think one thing with Beal is that I think maybe like you can't sort of overestimate the power of someone wanting to be at a football club that like Ainsworth like hasn't made it a secret that he has wanted this job for years. Um, And I think what we lacked under Walburton a little bit, and I think maybe that's why Beal kind of ran off, was there's no real club culture at QPR, if that makes sense. We've never really built a culture as such. It's all been very much, let everybody come here, you're all good players, you've all been released from your respective academies, sort yourselves out, we're going to ship you off to a Premier League club in, in a year, two years. And, you know, that probably has worked to our detriment in the past couple of years. So I I hope Ainsworth is able to come in and sort of build that kind of
0: culture that he's built at Wickham. Dan, what are you, at, what are you expecting from him? Because I know we kind of, we talk about the sort of the direct style of play from Wickham. Are you expecting him to sort of shake it up a little bit? I know there's already been a few sort of talks about this on Twitter from a few people, but... You know, and there's been old interviews on Sky dug up and stuff like that. But you know, look into a crystal ball, Dan, and p- predict what we're going to play like this Saturday.
2: Honestly, I, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I know that's not the answer that's that's required, but it won't be, it won't be the same as Weka, I imagine it'll be like Mike said, a bit of um, we well, have we have a lot more technical players, so there'll be more technical flair. But I do think there's going to be emphasis on playing the ball quickly, um, moving it forward, kind of, like we said before, not, not necessarily direct per se, but uh, quick attacks. I know I saw in the um, the inside training video they put out an hour ago or so, um, Ainsworth was quite um, onto the defence, at least, about distances, uh, about being compact and that like, transition and stuff, which is an issue we've had for many years. So um, I think that's something that, that we can expect. But... Um, in terms of like actual style, I, I think we'll have to wait and see on on Saturday.
1: I think that's I think that might be an issue we had since Ainsworth was last at
0: the club. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, yeah. Let's uh, what else have I got here? Um, a word then, let's say for the supercomputer that that uh, decided that Neil Critchley was a better fit than uh, Gareth Ainsworth. It all look, you know, and it does look <laughs> different with twenty twenty hindsight. And, you know, he hasn't played... We haven't played a minute under him yet. But is there not something in this that makes you think, why didn't he get the job sort of a few months ago? Because his name was banded around then. He was kind of like third favourite, I'd say, for it.
1: Yeah. He's always in the top three, isn't he? Yeah. With
0: the and... what,
1: don't what's know, different but now? I don't know. Like, I... I... <laughs> First of all, I defend Les Ferdinand quite a lot on here, as people know. Sometimes he says things I wish he didn't say. I wish he'd never said that algorithm thing. God, I just I just knew as soon as he said it would be all, it was going to come back and bite him eventually. The, the only kind of justification I can make maybe for Critchley was, you know, the two had worked together before. It was supposedly a, a similar style of pressing or philosophy around pressing. So, maybe the club thought, oh, this makes sense. And if I'm being completely honest, Critchley was free in December and Ainsworth wasn't.
2: So, yeah, any thoughts on that, Dan? Um, the only thing I could think of is the algorithm's 33 day trials ended. Um... <laughs> 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 so, there's no, there's no alignment in yeah. styles.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing, Dan, that I quite not enjoyed, but I, I've seen him mention, so he did an interview with the club and then also in his uh, goodbye to the Wickham squad, which, you know, is making many grown men draw a tear. Uh, he mentions the about basically just keeping us up. That that that's clearly the aim here, and you know, there's there's no other way to sort of like you know they're not going to he's not going to be around the bush. Is that for, for me? <clears throat> that feels a little bit refreshing, and he probably can say that because he's new and it wasn't his fault that we're in this situation to this point. But I do kind of appreciate, from my point of view, the fact that they've actually someone from the clubs acknowledged that we're in deep shit basically, and that. <laughs> You know, we we, you know, obviously sacking the manager and bringing someone else in is a bit of acknowledgement in that anyway. But the manager actually coming out and sort of saying, "Better minimum for this season is keeping is staying in the league," and then we'll have a look at what happens next year. Is that refreshing in any way for you, Dan?
2: Um, well it's not refreshing. We're in the shit. But um, no,
0: no, the yeah, admission it's, it's, of the shit.
2: So no, the I, know, I know. Yeah. How many how many wins would we need though three four to keep us up I, I don't know I can't remember four probably four, four would take us to fifty one
0: and what we got like sixteen sixteen games left um, yeah yeah is it really yeah. sixteen games that's a lot of football that we have to um <laughs> it comes quick over the Eastern, there isn't it? there's about there's about three games on Easter weekend normally yeah. or something like
2: that um, yeah no it's it's nice to know that they're they're realistic in their targets I suppose. If we kind of pick up the the wins early, which we kind of need to do to stop the rot, um, maybe we could put a bit of a run together and gain some momentum. But that's not really the the aim for the for the short term. At least it's, it's staying us up, staying up rather.
0: Yeah. Is there any sort of, other sort of positives that you see from this? Because there's kind of. The, the the thing that's sort of getting banned around already, uh, and you know, Micah, you've mentioned a few of these already the fact that he has not spent anything at Wickham on the shoestring budget. Uh, Eze was a success under him. The bloke who's gone to Bristol City, Mehet me, he's a success as well. And you know, the players all seem to love him at Wickham. You know, players telling the QPR to do one and stuff like that. So you know, any other sort of positives that you can see from this? Because we are, as I said earlier, very much right in the sort of honeymoon period, good feeling at the moment. So, you know, whilst we're there, let's before the football starts this Saturday, any other positives?
1: Yeah, yeah before we lose on Saturday, 3-0. Um, I, I am quite optimistic about this and I think it is... In a, in a weird way it might be the reality, reality check we need as fans because I think we've been trying to operate maybe with like a Brentford style model maybe with I don't know who else maybe like trying to be Brighton junior and maybe it just makes more sense considering us kind of finances to be a little bit closer to what Wickham have done what Barnsley did Wickham yeah Wickham um What's the name? Luton. Sorry, I forgot the name of Luton Town Football Club. Give me. Um, you know, may- maybe we need to be a little bit closer to that. Like, you know, I don't. I don't know. But I, I I'm very positive. I am very optimistic about this. Dan.
2: Um, slightly different on the assistant. I think that's quite interesting. Is it the psych? Is he a psychologist? Not a psychologist, but he did a yeah. a, a, pro- yeah. a program with Wickham. And I think it was only at the time um, a European club like Valencia or something were alongside it. And it was quite interesting that kind of aspect because obviously we, Les said, we brought in a, um, a psychologist into the club. Um, so maybe that's kind of an added bonus in the sense of the players at the minute look like they down tall before um, Ainsworth came came in and maybe they can kind of, I don't know, well, Ainsworth known for his man management, but um maybe that, that that can help them in, in that way
0: okay um a little bit of a hypothetical question here so you know bear with me as i go through this okay Um, uh, if you were sort of theoretically able to sit down with gareth ainsworth or if let's say he was magically to appear in this zoom call right now um and you could explain for you know in your opinion where things have gone wrong recently and what one thing is so important to turn around to get the form of the team in the right direction again, what would that be? Wins <laughs> No, how do we get to that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I would say there's a lot of players that look as shelved and form their former selves. I think we need to reinstill a bit of confidence back into certain players. It was nice to see like Dan said on in the inside training video, there's a couple shots where he's like really talking with Rob Dickey. That's that, in my opinion, opinion needs to be one of his top priorities, not just the defence, but him especially, because how how did he go from being talked about as one of the best centre-backs in the championship to this? I don't think he's lost his talent. I think he's probably lost his confidence. confidence for me, it's, it, that's the man management side of it, I guess. Just
0: give the players a bit of love, you know? Dan, have you got a serious answer this time?
2: Um no, I I've I'd really, probably echo what Mike said and to be honest, in terms of um on the pitch, probably just just organisation. We look like the last couple of games we've looked a bit of a, a mess. Um so yeah, that's that's what I'd say.
0: I'll ask you then as well, seeing as um I've kind of come to the end of all the things that I wanted to talk about, about Ainsworth. Is there anything else that you guys sort of wanted to discuss with him? No, lovely. Um, Where does this leave Critchley then, Dan, do you think? You know, we may as well sort of acknowledge the fact that he's gone. It was really poor towards the end. Um, And I think we've got my kind of feeling towards him was that if he stayed, I'd have been disappointed because we probably would have kept on losing. And, you know, theoretically, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying if he left, I wouldn't really care because he's not really been around long enough for me to actually have a emotional attachment to him as a QPL manager. So, you know, where does he go from here? Because he had a pretty good reputation, took a punt, got to go be assistant manager at a Premier League club. And now, you know, regardless of whether it is his fault or not, he's had a pretty damaging couple of months where he's clearly fallen out of a few players. So much that some some of them are going on Twitter now saying... Questioning articles and stuff like that. So you know, where does uh, he go from here? I don't know. I'm not. I don't think the the twelve
2: games uh, will ruin his reputation too much. I could be wrong. Um, I, th- I don't know. I just think twelve games on a on a CV, the, cl- the the clubs really like pay attention to that length of time. Um, he's got the. He's got the CV and the education, like we said previously, um, to probably get him another championship job, maybe lower down um, or at least a a, a league one, a league one job. So whether he wants to do that or go in as number two, who knows? But um, I think he turned down the Bournemouth um, assistant role to, to come to us. So I imagine he'll want to be a manager elsewhere.
0: Yep, Uh. so finally for this week's pod, let's uh, have a little preview for this Saturday's game. Coincidentally, you know, Ainsworth's first game in charge of QPR, obviously a job that he's wanted for quite a long time, against his boyhood club, where it all started for him, against Blackburn. So, you know, funny how those things work. Um, And because of this appointment, Dan and uh, follow our generation – podcaster, contributor, whatever you want to call them, Ben, actually going to have to go to this game now, aren't you? I'm not going. But You're not going? No. I wasn't planning on going anyway, but um, I can't go anywhere. Ah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so what's the deal with Blackburn then? I, there's a pretty lengthy injury list, isn't there? Um, I, I, one of which is... Uh, Ben Brereton I'm off to Spain Diaz um, which you know he's
1: doubtful I'm not sure if he's been ruled out
0: mm. see if it, doubtful know. for our players means sort of like <laughs> consigned can to the injury table but that might not mean at a serious club that might mean something else you know <laughs> a Blackburn a serious club that's I a genuine know. question they're, pr- they're, they're in the playoffs mate I, I think that's pretty serious yeah, but they they
1: were in the playoffs this time last year, like Castle, weren't they? And then they just... Yeah. And I mean, they turned down 15 mil for Diaz in August, and now they're losing him for free. I mean, they're almost as QPR as QPR are. Do you know what I mean? So, they're like more than QPR.
0: Except somehow... Well, I know how. They've got Dak and Diaz who actually score goals. So that, that's how they're in the playoffs. But, you know, what What can you expect then, Dan, from this Blackburn side coming facing us? Um, to be honest, I'm not too
2: sure. I completely forgot we had a game to preview. Um yeah. I know I know prior like to the last few games, then they go they went without a draw in like the first 30. Yeah. And then they drew like five on the bounce. Uh I know they got the Thomas on loan. Like, wow, that was a weird move, I thought. Um I thought letting one of their better players uh go on loan when they're in a relegation battle. But you know, they got they got some good players, the likes of um Tyrese Dolan. Lewis Travis who scored scored in the reverse fixture if I'm correct. Mm. The fact, one that yeah, Bill, one only Bill knew. knew from ten years old or whatever. Um Well, Bill knew everyone
0: from a young age. Yeah.
2: So they got they got good players and like you say, they're in they're in the playoffs. Um I don't quite know how they're in the playoffs at this this rate. I thought they'd have dropped off, but um no, it'll be it'd be a it'd be a difficult test, obviously. Um but with likes of some Diaz out injured, it could be to our advantage, I guess.
0: Micah, then um, have the final word on this. You know, fans, I think at least we're we going into this game on, yeah, not on confidence, but a little hopeful at least uh, that something's going to change pretty rapidly. Are you expecting sort of any change, new manager bounce?
1: Uh, I think the ground will be rocking. I think it's been a Few months since Loftus Loftus Road was really rocking, um, yeah. I mean, it, it it's it's hard to know really. It's hard to know. Um, it's been a while since we've done a mid season change at QPR, let alone two. So it, I, I I expect the players to have a little bit of if they hated Critchley as much as is being suggested. I expect that there'll be a little bit of a bounce there. So yeah,
0: why not? Right, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, I guess you know, feeling is that we're all kind of in. Uh, you got your hand up there, Micah. You got all one right, more thing to say. To, I just wanted to
1: say one more thing, which is that um, uh, Swansea announced today that Ryan Manning wouldn't be uh extending his contract at the end of the season. Which uh, who would have seen that coming?
0: You know what? I'm shocked, devastated, and horrified at that news, Micah. <laughs> that is awful news it truly is okay. anyway um yeah thank you very much for listening uh as i've mentioned a few times throughout this podcast uh micah has a little article out at the moment sort of hyping up ainsworth and uh getting the good times back hopefully um it seems like most people have read it so you know if you haven't read it what what, what you're doing not reading it like you don't have a good excuse um that can be found a link to that can be found on the our generation twitter page which is our generation net at our generation net. Uh, this additionally you can all follow us on twitter um we, we we just search our names i guess um that's pretty much it so uh until next time thank you very much for listening and come on you ares